If you could go back and tell that 28-year-old version of yourself something about relationships or about marriage, what would you tell that 28-year-old version? It's not just the wedding, right? A lot of people, when they say, I, I want to get married, I'm looking to settle down, are always thinking of just the wedding. Like it's, it's like it's in the movies, you know, it's wedding, end of movie, happily ever after. And uh, But what marriage is, is definitely companionship. There is someone with you to witness your every days, every little thing that happens in your day. It shouldn't go unnoticed. Someone should witness it. It can be something as silly as, what did you eat for lunch? I sprained my toe today. You're a very calm guy, dude. I'm someone who's diagnosed with ADHD, so I have intrusive thoughts. Oh, really? Sometimes when I'm doing a podcast with people, I visualize a train coming and running both of us over and all. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the curse of mind, which is why all these random questions are being thrown at wow, you. Wow, okay. But I mean, I, I've, I think, uh, experienced that once or twice. It's like, what? you're sitting around, you randomly, like, I think when I was promoting, like, the, yesterday, I, I told this to others, she was sitting next to me. What would it be like if I just, like, keeled over and collapsed? <laughs> like, now. Or like, or suddenly, like, I threw up or something. Wouldn't well, that be really weird? <laughs> okay, so after the thing, so I'm looking at others, like, others, do you get these kind of thoughts? He's like, no, bro, that's all you. <laughs> it's Tulkar Salman on TRS. I'm not going to make this intro very long because I know a lot of you are his fans and y'all are just watching TRS to know more about his mind. But as with any of our film-oriented episodes, we've completely unlocked both his mind and his heart. We've also gotten to his soul. So you're going to enjoy this conversation. I encourage you to make as many reels and shots as is possible. Feel free to use the content. All I'll say is that this was a very friendly, easygoing conversation between two media bros. Enjoy yourselves. It's Tulkar Salman on TRS. DQ, brother. <laughs> Dulkar Salman, bhai. Hi, Ranveer. How are you, bro? I'm very well. Such a calm, classy vibe you have, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, burning question for you, man. Sure. How do you have such beautiful hair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's gorgeous. Hai. That's the first thing I noticed about you when I saw you ever, like for the first time in life. Yeah. I was like, this guy has <laughs> damn And I still thing. haven't done a hair commercial. <laughs> no, no, one, no, none of those products yet. I'm like, I should be doing this. <laughs> a lot of guys our age are struggling I, with a lot of image related I issues. know my classmates uh, yeah. and they all look at me as like you have such good hair <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like they're like willing it to go away or something <laughs> yeah I mean there is a concept called Nazar that probably really exists man yeah yeah I'm sure it's there as in uh, definitely when I mean you know we, we definitely all believe in it when uh, everything is going right you know there's a little fear of when is that one thing going to go wrong uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's there. It's a cultural thing, probably. Even a guy as positive as you thinks about what could go wrong. I'm an overthinker, big time. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I believe in energies in the sense. Uh, I always try to stay positive. I, I don't. I learned quite early in life to cut off negative people. Uh, I think the first time I did that with with, with a friend, it was like one big uh, eye-opening moment for me. I was like, I'm fine. Like, I I can make more friends. He can make more friends. Maybe we just don't connect. Uh, so all of these like little learnings, you know, when you, as you like navigate through life. We've had some crazy actors on the show. Uh, and like, I think the best ones, I can't remember who said this on the show. Uh, who was it who had said that you need to travel the world to actually be a good actor. You need to have life experiences heavily. Pankaj Sapati. Pankaj Sapati said this on the show. Yeah. And uh, 
there was a very different energy about him mm-hmm. and i don't know i like, see somewhat of a younger parallel in you dude oh really yeah very <laughs> like observant i love him like i i am such a fan of him and he has a very calming energy so do you like even on screen i'm saying yeah do yeah. you so do Maybe. you <laughs> i mean i i don't really look at myself in third person Maybe. i'm telling you thank you thank one you. of my research bits that came out is brother massive female fan following <laughs> massive female fan following in kerala girls love dk <laughs> No, I think it's also the, you know, when you start out, you kind of that romantic genre is is the space where most of us actors find our footing, uh, and then as you get older, then you become more action or whatever. Like you, I feel like most actors have this journey. Why? I don't know. I think uh, uh, at a certain age, you know, those stories just come to you. You know, you you are the lover boy. You're like, oh, I had a lot of this finding myself films, uh, a good bunch of them. Uh, then it switched to. uh romance uh, i guess that may be resonated with people or connected uh, and that tag is stuck and i'm like now i just don't fought and i'm like this next decade i can't be a romantic hero uh, so i'm like i need to break out of that uh, so right now i'm in, i'm sort of in that transition phase where i'm switching over to different genres nice yeah how are you looking the way you do at 40 i still have grace are that <laughs> it adds to it so day one you know they did mascara and, and whenever i'm like in interviews i'm always like playing with it and at the end of it my hands are black i'm like <laughs> Just forget it. Leave it. It's okay. Just some grace. But I, I'm enjoying it. I think you know. I'd rather be here uh, than in that sort of um, uh, not knowing in my twenties as to what or where I'll end up. Yeah. yeah. One thing which has been a recent learning for me, and it's such a cliched learning in life, but I had to learn it again. Yeah. Someone I was dating was an amazing person, great relationship. but i just felt like she was very sad on the inside because of her own past hmm. but she would really like cling on to that sadness her music choices were sad <laughs> conversations were sad everything was about pain and sadness right and i'm a normal happy dude <laughs> but i find myself thinking about my own traumas a lot more was it bringing you down unknowingly yeah, yeah i think that happened and then later on i after we broke up i met my old friends i like i started seeing other people and i realized the world is a much happier place <laughs> then my last few months were yeah uh, and that made me understand that happiness is one of those things where you get to set the ceiling yeah. so in every moment you get to decide that no i want to be even happier and start finding joy in like small things right. start finding joy in like large things really celebrate happiness and when you do that on a regular basis you actually become happier yeah yeah i agree the reason i'm saying this is because you're a very happy guy <laughs> <laughs> i feel that vibe a lot from thank you. you thank you i think i think it's important right? you should enjoy life i think uh, i love what i do i think the only major conflict i'm going through now is being away from home uh, i have a daughter who's 6 and that's been magical and you don't want to miss it's your need it's not their need as much as your need to like be there for the big moments and and see all of that you know uh, so i'm very jealous of uh, the other dads at school who who are able to go pick them up every day and uh, who are constantly present uh, i mean i'm i'm on facetime and all of this stuff but like you want to be there you want to be tactile Uh, yeah. That's the only conflict. But your daughter gets to say, "My dad is sexiest." <laughs> <And then laughs> Most desirable. <laughs> none of the other kids can compete. Yeah, I, I think she does. She does find a lot of excitement in in see, when when I get recognized or people come f- for photos and stuff. There's a little delight in her face. How old is she? She's six. Yeah. Yeah. How have the six years of her life changed your life? Fully, I think. I think you know. Uh, I was. It's something I read somewhere. When when a child is born. so are the parents right like you you also become a father for the first time you're born as a father or born as a mother in that moment so it is life changing it is um, 
and you know till then you think you know uh, what love is uh, what you feel for your mother what you feel for your father uh, or your wife or your friends but trust me there is nothing like when you have a child as in the love you feel for that child is it's like it, it'll be like that you've never had that feeling in your life and i'm like okay this is what love is more than wife more than anything like i mean i'm sure she feels the same way like what you feel for your baby is like and and this is why our parents have been the way they are with us you know uh, in worrying all the time or uh, and also always forgiving you know no matter what you can do the worst thing and your parents will find a way to forgive you because you're you're a part of them what should i know about my 30s because a lot of my friends it's either everyone's afraid about like all these aging right. wa- weight gain hair loss or people are afraid about life and fatherhood or there's not too many people afraid about career fortunately in my circles but see usually usually i feel like that is the big concern fatherhood you know, no like career and money and all that like i feel like once you can remove that factor out of your life so many of the these other issues are very essentially first world issues right like this especially in india you look around you and all of these people probably don't enjoy all of these other things because money is such a big factor or a job is such a big factor or like they're in a, a rut you know constantly doing the same thing and un- unhappy about that and that unhappiness you know then spills over into your family or how you're with your kids or your wife or whatever so i'm like if you guys have this stuff sorted the rest is is not is not something to worry about i mean if you lose hair you can get a <laughs> transplant uh, if you gain weight you get you can train or diet you know love 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 the honesty yeah i know it's true i mean i, I feel like that these are things i don't think earlier generations worried about these things image no they weren't worried about those things like like how i look if i'm fat if i'm if i'm losing hair or they had such i think uh, india wasn't such a big economy at that time so much of this was making ends meet or whatever you know uh, ambition of building your house uh, getting your your daughter married these were the big worries that they had and i feel like our generation doesn't really have that you know we have so many more avenues to to make a living or to earn and also uh, we earn so much more comparatively you know like maybe today what i'm being because business has changed so much what i'm being paid at my age as an actor vis-a-vis what maybe my father was making at that time in india is worlds apart i i say this with a lot of respect because i've grown up in a cosmopolitan city right okay bro so it's it's not coming from a wrong place yeah but what i will say is i've always noticed that all my friends from the five southern states all right. can pick up languages like very easily but you know i think i think it's an indian thing i, th- I think the average indian knows two three languages two two three still you guys know like seven eight and all dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll know as in uh, typically uh, malayali will, will definitely find tamil easy and they will have some bangalore exposure because of college or something and they will pick up a bit of kannada uh and then hindi we have either in school or something so yeah three four languages you're right you're chill with hindi like fully it was my second language uh and then at the time i spent in in college uh, all of us indians from so many different states if we had to bitch about any any foreigners or <laughs> anything the common language is hindi <laughs> so yeah. we're on the on the bus you know and you want to pass comments so like no <laughs> so that's easier right so then it became the common language so i think a lot of the times uh you know w- what we're conscious of uh, in speaking hindi or any language is is you worried about an accent 
or you're worried about your diction or all of these things. But when it becomes just a means of communication and you just have to communicate something. Oh, when I lived in Bombay, and if I had to speak to uh, the, the auto driver or whoever, I don't care about how I'm sounding, you know. So I think when you keep doing that, you lose that fear and then it gets better. And then I think uh, your grasp on the language also gets better because a lot of the times it's you holding back um, out of fear of judgment or ridicule or something. Uh, but as you keep doing it and then and then you start to develop a year for the rest of okay, this is where the accent is coming. Or this is where I sound uh, like a non-Hindi uh, speaker. Uh, so these are things I keep picking up. Could I say something brutal, dude? Not brutal <laughs> for you. It's nice for you. It's just a brutal statement in general. Go for it. I feel the Hindi film industry needs more dudes like you. <laughs> Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it as in... You know, I also feel like... Um, it is a very big industry, this one. Like Hindi is huge in the sense... The reach is so much more... Uh, so much more eyeballs on this... Uh, and I think Bombay just being this, it's such a center of uh, everything like cinema, industry, finance. and So I feel like there's so much happening here all the time. There's so many events. You know, actors don't just end up going for film events. Uh, so I feel like, I, I do feel like it's very different here. So maybe um, uh, how they have to navigate this is quite different from maybe what how we do it back down south. Have you avoided all these things like parties, alcohol, all all these things because of the inner good boy that you are? <laughs> you seem like a good boy. No, I'm, I'm social enough. Uh, I do my time in Chennai. Like, you know, it's, it was always different. Because Chennai was, a, again, a cosmopolitan city coming from Kochi and stuff. So, like, definitely we had a great social life and school kids love to, like, go out all the time. And But now I don't get the time as much because I'm never in one place. Uh, but I But I do love meeting new people. Okay. Uh, it's because I'm there's always something to learn there's always something I feel like I'm a sum of all the people I've met possibly it helps you as an actor also maybe yeah I yes. mean I'm not I'm not constantly observing their mannerisms or their way of speaking I think I'm always seeking knowledge from people uh, I think my choice in or my knowledge of uh, music or the arts or any of these things I, I have all come from um, you know, friends of mine or going to their houses, seeing their parents' book collection or their art collection because every house is different, you know. So I, I strongly believe that. And I think um, people I've known have introduced me to different cuisines or got me into food. Uh, so even as of now, even even I think if I'm doing a new film project and I meet somebody new, there's this gentleman called um, Sachin, I forget his last name, uh, on Guns and Gulabs, he plays Mr. This my sort of sidekick, uh, Ram Prasadji. And his son is this little MMA champ. Little MMA? As in he's tiny, he's like 12, 13 or something like that. They have and MMA for kids? Yeah, in Delhi apparently. And he's kind of, you know, uh, fighting above his age group and all that. And and he's such an unassuming man, this gentleman. And so he's showing me videos and he's like... <laughs> He's like, you know, this kid just started seeing this on YouTube or something and he loved it and started practicing on his own at home. Uh, and uh, I was like, what? What do you mean he just taught himself? He's like, yeah, literally. He just he just kept practicing and practicing and practicing and kept getting good. And then finally he found uh, there was a school somewhere and then he, you know, he asked us to take him there and we took him there and they were already impressed with what he knew and then they were like tweaking his skills. Like that's such a fascinating story. Practicing it on you know, himself. And, and, and uh, Sachin sir lives in Bombay. His family's in Delhi and he's working here. And 
he is only seeing most of this through his phone and it's so sweet and i didn't even know that like there's a uh, you somebody could just pick up mma from youtube but i'm saying this like you hear so much from people times are different man yeah you're like out and out a family guy like not not a family guy like <laughs> like a family man <laughs> <laughs> i th- i think my i mean my home atmosphere has always been like that maybe okay and uh, now we're at a stage where we all uh as in first the, when we were younger we'd go travelers boys and then we all met our wives and then we all became friends together and then became couples traveling together and now it's like me and all of my friends have little girls it's like a massive girl gang there's like i think six or seven or more girls in in my different friend circles all together now they're all friends and these kids are like they believe their cousins they believe their siblings so everybody has one elder sister or younger sister and put all those girls in a cage together and get them to do mma dude like we we super strong girls come on yeah what is great it's great just a thought yeah. get that sachin sir's so, kid, so, to, kid like, to come to and train, train them come <laughs> on girls need more female mma fights i'm messing around i wish love upon your children but why not right like why not yeah it'd be cool i mean i i, I like my sister's always been influenced by me and my dad and stuff and like you know she's Uh, into cars or driving and because i'm into them and so it's always cool i think when when i when i when i see them doing things like that tell me about like your whole style vibe dude like one of the most common things that comes up about you when someone googles your name is one of india's most stylish men <laughs> how do you look at it how and and i i agree it's and style is not just the way you dress or the way you keep your beard it's all of it put together and the energy right. and then how you let the energy dictate what the world sees on the outside I think um I, mean, I, de- I definitely always had an eye for detail uh, from when I was young like I noticed every little thing like I and I like to see effort in anything uh, like when I walked into your room I was like I love the color of the wall I'm noticing you know everything on your shelf and I'm like it speaks so much about you and you know it shows culture and all of this stuff does it say that I'm a fucked up guy <laughs> no 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 it's it it and it feels lived in you know a lot of the times people don't put anything out and you don't know the house doesn't speak about them uh, and i think from when i was young like loangling my father you know and he was always stylish and he was always cool and he was always dressed really well and so i just want want to dress like so as a like a freaking toddler or like when from when i could speak and walk i wanted to dress like a grown up like <laughs> my my i think 4 year 5 year old self going to some school fancy dress party i want to wear a suit with nice. a bow tie and all this stuff and But you knew the ladies like all this you know what i think with the ladies okay. i i was just like i want to dress i mean I, i think i was always like a bit of a dandy like i want to like be well oh, turned okay. out but dressed like a grown up not like a kid how does a brother become a better dressed man <laughs> no understand i mean i think it's so important for us to understand our bodies you know you know what is your strong suit like what is if you have a certain type of shoulder um if you have a belly or whatever it is you dress according to that you know let's not highlight the bad sides you enhance the the good parts and that's the best thing about clothes you know anyone any body type can be well dressed self awareness yeah uh experimentation yeah and malayali genetics <laughs> <laughs> no but i you know we need to understand a bit about how clothes are cut and how they fall on, fit on fit us and fall on us and stuff like right? i see a lot of people sometimes wearing very expensive uh, big label stuff but it's just not fitting them right 
you, you mean know. the vibe is also not right yeah it's off you know people are trying to say that listen you see this brand this yeah, is how much it, money i'm worth that's fine but below that if if that that <laughs> that, that, that uh, shirt is hugging a belly or something that means you bought the wrong size okay <laughs> fair i've been relatively fit throughout my 20s very fit throughout my 20s mm-hmm. suddenly you know i i do feel slightly weaker in some situations and you know when you're a kid watching football and some footballers turn 30 years old and you're like ah now he's old now he'll go to another club yeah. we are 30 now dude and so you and feel, you know randomly you start seeing aches and pains yeah uh, you're like this wasn't there before uh why is my knee making this weird sound yeah when i'm climbing down stairs that wasn't there before and it happens very suddenly because in my head i'm still 16 years old yeah <laughs> but I'm actually 30. How old are you in your head? Probably something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm early 20s. I think. Late 20s, yeah. right? I don't know. This last 10-12 years of acting and marriage and, and fatherhood <laughs> and all this happened like that. So I must be where I was right before I started. I got into movies. Uh, this whole thing about a guy's aging body, I'm seeing it for the first time. And my friend's also seeing it for the first time. It happens in your late 20s. Suddenly, you start seeing yourself slightly weaker. All that work in the gym doesn't translate to as many results as, easy, yeah, as, as easy, it did yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, it you don't get away with like binging. Like earlier would be like, good, I, I can get ripped in a week. Yeah. So it's fine. I can binge today or this holiday is fine. I'll get back for one week. I'll be back. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a brutal reality for guys, dude. Like you have to learn it very fast. I think it's way worse for women. Yeah, yeah. But, like it's much more intense the way, the, I mean, the way society is built. But again, it's not something to bring you down. I mean, like embrace it, you know. Uh, there's so much... uh joy like i said in the security of having found these other things you know so we should embrace that also like i i would not trade this for anything else like me being here at 40 uh is so much of a happier secure space than in those 20s where i was i thought i was going to be a complete failure and a disaster in life you know so i'm okay with the exit pains and the grays and stuff <laughs> how's 30s health like like 30s health is good uh but maybe the first time uh i wore a neck brace <laughs> because <laughs> i used the wrong pillow and my neck got thrown off and i was like this time used to happen <laughs> uh or the first time i had like a like a knee injury and i was like this is like uh, in my 20s if i did the same jump for the stunt uh, could i have taken it uh, is it because <laughs> i was like 37 30 when that happened uh so yeah little things i think you start to um just become a little more careful about self confidence money like my 20s like you know i was i was i wanted to be this daredevil i wanted to uh, ride motorcycles everywhere and uh, i jump, jumped off a plane and all that stuff and today i'm just like hmm you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i can be the best rider same thing that my parents would tell me you can be the best rider but what about the other guys what about traffic you know you start to think and then you when you have the responsibility of, of uh, going back home or like you know thinking of your of your family or your kids and stuff automatically that the, the daredevil bit kind of takes a back seat you know well, okay so I'm, i'm sure like all of our fathers were also like this before we came along fair you know and now they're like the dads and like you know worried about how fast we drive and all this i get that now i understand where the, where they were then but all in all age 40 is much better than age 30 for me personally yes and it's not been the case for people you've seen No I don't know I mean it's 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 uh, some people if everything has always been going great in their lives and age is the only thing that makes them upset aging you uh, look great dude <laughs> like no, I'm just definitely a lot of fitness I mean, you know played. what like maybe you know I I restore a lot of old cars and stuff <laughs> uh, so I'm like maybe I'm I'm going into preventive maintenance <laughs> for the future <laughs> like keep this head of hair there you know what do I do to like so 
if I, if I if i see someone i'm like you know is there something i can do to make sure like it stays like you know i don't want to add anything it's fine i like how it is okay. but how do i make this last as long as i can hey we are we are sunil shetty on the on the show oh look at him yeah you know and i told him straight up dude you look even better now than at 40 absolutely absolutely i think you're on the similar path honestly i hope so okay. i hope so what's the secret man uh, i mean just doing what you love and i i think all of that is maybe just being true right true to yourself do you meditate or something like i actually want to try you know because of my overthinking um it doesn't come through like i've been talking to you for a good yeah. half an hour 45 minutes now i haven't sensed that but you yet. leave me alone somewhere um or at night and i will overthink the hell out of anything like i drive my family mad and they know me they know how i am and uh, they like stop overthinking it's fine just leave it i'm like is this why that didn't work uh, <laughs> should i have done this differently or uh, uh, did i say no to a good film this is the synopsis of the film what do you think of it i already said no but i don't know if i now i'm like regretting it do you think i should call them back <laughs> this this drama is never ending okay i'll tell you my perspective on what you just said okay and right. this is based on the fact that i'm a mumbai boy you grow up with multiple cultures mm-hmm. and one common thing you experience in mumbai when you're growing up here is dissection of cultures right so you'll have a gujarati family talking about tamil people and punjabi <laughs> people and bengali people you'll have the bengalis doing the same thing with yeah. like other communities yeah. You know the stereotype about Malayalis is what that y'all are very smart. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the oh huh. must be good at maths, <laughs> must be smart. And then all my Malu friends also generally I can always go ten layers deep in conversation with them always. Right. Why are Malayalis so smart? Like where does the stereotype come from? I I mean I think there's a, there's definitely a perception because of our literacy rates. You know a lot of the times because uh, we have hundred percent literacy in our state. Uh, So I think education is always something that that is almost guaranteed that you have to do and I think we really flourish but a lot of the times I've noticed we flourish outside the state uh I've noticed that like whether it's the Middle East uh, so if you look at all of our the best content writers and editors they'll be Malayalis all all your publications in India uh or all of all of the nurses everywhere will be Malayalis uh so I, I don't know maybe also maybe because of the size of the state you know it's everyone kind of knows everyone and like these things these values are maybe instilled and they just spread i don't i, I can't really pinpoint it when you're talking in malayalam with each other is the conversation just intellectual no it can be anything it can be anything oh my god there's so, <laughs> so much of movies and movie dialogue references and all that stuff like so is we really trip on uh you know the the all of the pop culture references of the 90s from all of our cinema so okay. uh, it is it is almost part of a like daily parlance like everybody everybody get, get, knows the reference point uh, it's kind of made it into the language now okay yeah tell me more what what do malus talk about to each other is it offensive if i not at all not okay. at all no uh, i mean some some find it offensive but i'm like it's okay sorry sorry <laughs> no no go on uh, but i i've realized that you know whenever we do catch up You you meet a Malayali for the first time. The first thing we both look at each other and say, "Where are you from? Back home?" Like we say, "Natlavadiya." You know. Uh, now it's almost become a joke. You okay. know. As soon as you say that, we almost say it as a joke. Hey, Natlavadiya, because hey, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. No, that's like that's the uh, we know that's the next question coming. As soon as oh, you Malayali, Malayali. Okay, then where are you from? Back home. Uh, that's a typical like icebreaker starter. Uh, but generally, I feel like movies are always discussed uh, or something about uh, the state, maybe or like, and also. 
like it's not like kerala is one big city right it's 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 one big like uh, it's it's all these towns uh, that are almost along this great road from north to south and each of us have a different dialect each of us have a different accent each of us have uh, a different way of maybe preparing similar dishes uh, so there are things that we are discovering about each other or uh, like when, when it's not like two people from kerala speak the same kind of malayalam uh so the, it's lovely in that sense like there is stuff to discover and learn and and uh, enjoy about each other you know like sports. i like the way he speaks ah. sports of course yeah what we, sport i think football is huge okay uh, in cricket in kerala cricket i'm saying kerala uh, i i would even go as far as to say like i think it's bigger than cricket in kerala yeah, yeah. just especially about- like malabar like north kerala sevens football is huge But uh, what football is followed like is it uh, local football is it international international everything a... like uh, during the world cup it's like they thanked all the all the countries and kerala <laughs> like i think they thought kerala is a country right? because so much love came from there so much of those videos really spread uh, you know it's a lot of epl um yeah epl uh, i think they just watch everything now now i'm saying like when now locally they play sevens football uh, and they have uh, local uh, tournaments and stuff uh, and to the point that they bring in players from africa and all that within their own little budgets like you know their clubs they pull in money uh, they'll get in players from elsewhere and and it's a, it's a, it's a, it, so i wasn't i didn't grow up around that you know so when i was shooting in north kerala it was insane it was like <laughs> every house was painted uh, you know there's uh, uh, my kids are playing everywhere but like they're all wearing the jerseys or like but you could just see the town taking whichever color of whichever uh, you know side they're supporting it's amazing yeah. yeah what should the rest of india know about kerala like what what do you think is some misconception that people have um or something you'd like to change the perception of what is a misconception not everyone's good at maths <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's many of us who will agree that you know we're probably bad at math uh but i think i think there's my favorite things about also because i always kind of looked at it with a nostalgic eye because i moved away when i was 7 okay. and it was uh, it was always uh, kerala's where i'd go for my summer vacations and Uh, when my mom and dad would live both both my grandparents lived in two different parts of the state uh, not very far far apart but even their cultures were different so even if it's the same dishes if 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 with seafood like the prawns in my mom's house uh, would be cooked differently and my dad's house would be cooked differently there's crazy food in there's kerala there's crazy food I will, in kerala i will vouch so for like this so like you like goan food you like sri lankan food kerala is right in the middle yeah some of the best uh, food i've had in my some in the of the country. best yeah so i uh, that is something that i mean i don't know if it's a misconception people don't know about it, but you know if you go there there is so much to discover food wise and you can go all around the state uh my mouth watering talking about uh, <laughs> and what's your I, favorite malayali dish i definitely think uh so my my uh side of my part of like kochi and stuff has a lot of uh how do i explain it like you have to kind of see you you, you know like hoppers and string hoppers yeah, and yeah. stuff it's like that like so appam appam and all you know and yeah. then we have something called patri patri is almost like a rice chapati very okay. thin uh, you literally can eat like two three at a time Got and it. then like coconut milk is a big part of our, yeah. our meals and some great non veg curries you know yeah. either mutton or chicken or prawns or whatever the, and the, my house is a feast and my mother strongly believes that 
anything she feeds me uh, i can't put on weight it can't affect my fitness <laughs> so every time i come back home after a long break or scared or whatever it is like this massive feast and she's like i've made all your favorites i'm like ma <laughs> when i act around diet i'll show my face now uh, she's like no no i made it you won't get fat no worry i didn't put oil on it it's fine <laughs> but uh, yeah the food is insane as in my friends have always had this doubt like dude how do you people in your house like how do you guys stay thin it, it makes no sense yeah i second that thought <laughs> I've been to Kochi, seen those Chinese fishing nets. Oh my God, yeah, isn't that yeah. beautiful? It's, it's like gorgeous, and it's so unique to there. You get the whole God's own country vibe only when you actually visit. This is not a Kerala tourism place. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking. <laughs> We've forgotten the mics are there. No, but there's. I mean, you want to go up to the hills, you know, you go to Munnar or like the backwaters and the beach, and everything is there. It's so. I think we all are also quite aware. Uh, of how blessed we are you're a very calm guy dude i'm someone who's diagnosed with adhd so i have intrusive thoughts oh, really? sometimes when i'm doing a podcast with people i visualize a train coming and running both of us over and all so <laughs> <laughs> that's the curse of mind which is why all these random questions are being thrown at wow, you wow okay but i mean i I've, i think um, experienced that once or twice it's like what you're sitting around you randomly like i think when i was promoting like yesterday i i told this to others she was sitting next to me as rather do you because i mean there's four of us talking so uh, if you're not being asked a question when you're sitting there sometimes you drift off right okay. so i'm sitting thinking i'm like what would it be like if i just like keeled over and collapsed <laughs> like now or like or suddenly like i threw up or something would that be really weird <laughs> okay so after the thing so i'm looking at others like others do you get these kind of thoughts and he literally turned to me thinking it's something very relatable that i'm going to ask him he's like no bro that's all you <laughs> Like, that's all you none of us get thoughts so, like so even you have intrusive thoughts i don't think when i'm sitting there like randomly like maybe i'm i'm entertaining myself you know like i'm thinking of situations which would just be bizarre or absurd i guess as artists we get to be kids for the rest of our lives in a way yeah. so it keeps your brain also kind of like a kid's brain i think so and i mean there's there's fun in that right like uh, i i think that's why the ladies also love you cuz your inner child is very alive dude maybe maybe why, why do you think like you're such a big i've asked you this already But genuinely, why do you think you have such a big female fan following, other than the romantic films and the calm demeanor? See, I I think this whole major female fan fan following discussion has been happening maybe post Rocky Kanmani or or now Sita Ramam and stuff. But otherwise, I have a solid like boy fan following in Kerala. Like the the the, the boys will take it very personally. If you keep saying sorry, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, because Macha. they are the ones you know who. uh are there and like in every which way like they 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 create the big posters and they uh, are out there watching all the films and they will come uh, and wait for me outside my house or like if i if i'm out for a drive they like you know for like dry, riding alongside me and stuff so there is there's is a crazy connect yeah. with them also but uh having said that i think there is people probably know that i'm i am who i am like this is who, this is how i am actually uh so i think in that there's a connect you know i'm not some i don't think they see me as some uh, untouchable some crazy unattributed like i'm sitting in some mountain okay. uh i feel like you, when i'm on screen i think the connect to the audience is that they feel like they can touch me okay you know people i think are, that i think this is because i've I'm, i've always been real i think people are very um aware that you're married Yeah, but do you, have you still had any weird fan interaction where I say a lot of the times they they kind of see us as a unit. It's very sweet. Like they'll, uh, I've had weird interactions with like slightly maybe older, uh, you know, uh, not aunties but like women. 
Yes. Again, uh, an older uh, lady. I don't know why. Uh, and it was, it was very awkward, very bizarre. Yeah. Like she was, I was in pain. And it wasn't, it wasn't like that kind of a grab. I don't know what. And she was like way older. Right? She dug her fingers in. Yeah, like it's like this. And I don't know what it meant. <laughs> and we're on stage and there's like a lot of people. And we're all standing there. And I, I was like, oh, auntie, please come and stand. So I've held her. I mean, a lot of the times people don't know where to keep their hands it's, you know yeah. like a lot of the times it's sometimes it's just on your behind but this i was like it was like that and i was like in the picture i'm trying to smile like ah like why is this happening like, and i don't know how to get out of it <laughs> it was bizarre oh my god i completely forgot about this yeah i have been in some situations where hands are placed in wrong places isn't it and you don't know how to react like in pictures right your, like, your body almost freezes i can't change my expression now for this photo you're taking so why and and the person who will be taking the photo will also take that little extra 3 seconds so the ass is i mean the hand is nicely placed on your ass for some time and you don't understand why there's so much of your back yeah yeah Well what is the why? I I I I know do it to some friends of mine as a joke. <laughs> I be like eh. <laughs> so I'm like this is what I go through. And I'm like what are you doing? Like imagine this. Now explain to me why people do this. But there's no answer. I don't know what it is. I think when brotherhood crosses a certain threshold, <laughs> the lines of heterosexuality get a little get blurred. Get blurred, yeah. Uh I bros relate. Bros relate. Bros relate fully. Um hmm. I think you are being pretty sexualized. I th- I think I'm only these one or two incidents but yeah I can't imagine what famous women go through but all yeah. the famous men I know and I'm even talking about like Instagram creators and everything everyone has had some kind of a sexualizing experience I don't know why possibly but yeah this is I think something I can remember max like this this the pain that I felt I was like what is going on <laughs> do you think people like the fact that you're married or do you think it pisses people off I don't I don't I honestly I don't think people are that invested you know they don't okay. they don't like oh like I, I mean see even when your favorite actress or like you know someone you find really attractive or hot or something gets married like what what is upsetting you like what did you think you had a chance no you don't have a chance like it's not going to happen you know you're not going to meet this person uh but I think people just like to say this like and, and it's sweet like you know they enjoy uh like sometimes like I'll, I'll be watching like a uh, like a, a youtube review or something uh i want to listen to hmm it's too much romance in this hmm i don't <laughs> like how how he's getting so close to that book and i'm like what <laughs> like, but it is sweet i think i think i think people enjoy that right? like way you feel like this person belongs to you in some way uh and that is also there right? there is there is ownership a lot of the times uh, viewers have a certain ownership which is why sometimes they get upset you know if uh, like they want a picture and and uh, you know you feel like you're looking like uh, a mess or something you're like so not not and then but why why can't you take a picture because suddenly you do belong to them in some way you know as actors or uh, I, i think there is a sort of sense of weird ownership that people have and i think all this comes from that okay fair yeah how old were you when you got married 28 was it 28 28 right age for a guy 
weirdly all the men in my family have somewhere been around there and it was good i mean i i wish i'd maybe uh, been working a, a little before uh, for some time you know just kind of earning for myself and doing things on a whim you know going on a solo trip or things like which i can't do now um or i'll think a hundred times because my time's so limited uh, i'm always like you know i should try and you know do the holiday with 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 uh, my wife and daughter because they don't get time with me and so some of those things i i wish i'd done maybe uh, if i had that kind of money to spend you know uh, go to some concert in europe or something like you know that three day four day thing just go for the thing and come back but your girl was with you throughout your rise then that's the flip side yeah i guess i guess that's a dream for a lot of dudes just saying <laughs> every every guy dreams of marrying the girl who's with him when he's a nobody True. and then True. with him at the top as well no no absolutely yeah yeah sorry i, I didn't i didn't get what you're saying initially but she did see me when i was when i had no no clue i just told her like when i when we met i was like uh, uh i want to at least act in one film and direct one film these two things are like my bucket list even if it's one film i want to act just know like if i can and i want to direct because i want to create something i want to tell something uh, that's all i know and i don't think she fully understood any of this like uh, her family has zero exposure to the industry or even a lot of regional cinema uh, they like urdu speaking so they probably know more of hindi cinema than regional cinema um but she's seen this every day you know and even when it's been growing even when it's been bad days uh and she's seen all of it and i think i think she balances me in that sense it answers my question about why you're so happy bro <laughs> little bit little no but you know you need that grounding i think uh, so if ever i act a little bratty you know she has the sort of freedom to tell me that you no know, i understand like you know things are going well and you're now the star but uh, no <laughs> come down that's the blessing that's the blessing and I, at the same school friends have that you know with me like they'll never treat me there's no uh, separate lane for me there's no there's nothing there's no extra privilege there's they don't even look they don't even look at me with a different lens we still have the same conversations the same we joke about the same things or uh, you know when we get together it's none of us are even talking shop nobody discussing work and i love that i'm not trying to be intrusive with you at all so if you feel like not answering don't bro but i would actually like to know about your marriage just from a brotherly perspective because it's a phase i know i'm going to be heading into right. myself so i want to know how your marriage evolved because i believe it was an arranged marriage ish that, that's what wikipedia says <laughs> so <laughs> no, so i've told this marriage story a lot um but i mean we were both from the same school she was 5 6 years my junior and uh, uh, around this 26 27 i wasn't seeing anyone at that time uh, and i started getting these rishtas and stuff well, my mom was kind of like you know maybe it's time for you to settle down i'm getting these rishtas do you want to explore and i said i don't know if i like that process uh, and randomly i started bumping into my wife who i've never seen out in chennai till then ever like she's not very social I just never I was like where where was like where do these kids hang out I've never seen them but a lot of people kept telling me about her like you know, remember those uh, you know uh, a mile from school your junior and you know why aren't you both meeting like we think there's there's definitely something there like it, it could be a possible um 
pair chemistry or whatever um so when i started seeing her out and uh, i think i saw her out three times in a week and i have this weird thing with three you know uh, sometimes in movies that come to me and uh, i say no to it and then it comes back and again i say no to it and if it comes back like some three four times like that i'm like maybe there's something i'm not seeing maybe these people are seeing me in it maybe i should do it so i was like okay i have never seen her out and suddenly i'm seeing her out so often uh maybe it's a sign maybe i should reach out so i very 2000s uh you know that era facebook message was saying hi <laughs> you know i don't know if you remember me from school and uh i'm getting all these rishtas and i think i'm sure you're also going through that in your house and if you're not seeing anyone or whatever and if you want to just grab a cup of coffee let's at least see if we get along and if it's terrible you know you would have just met a senior from school for coffee and that's it uh so she didn't reply for a couple of days and I was like uh <laughs> like did I just do something wrong did I cross the line with somebody I don't know and which is very sweet she she replied and she's like no yeah no I I'd be open for it uh sure let's meet sort of thing uh so I guess we both kind of kept the parents in in the loop being like you know we're going to meet uh, and then see if there's something there sort of thing how did you know that this girl is your wife I don't know I don't know I think up until then anyone I dated or I met or knew I could see them maybe uh with my friends or uh, when we were all hanging out or socializing or whatever I never saw any of them at home like in, I couldn't visualize some like cuz I would always think of my family my extended family everything because we're so close knit and there's so much of uh that bonding that we have and somehow like when i saw her as like i just see her there something you can't like articulate it exactly i can't articulate it. I, I, right. i just feel like i could see her as a part of my world as a part of my family okay. which i'd never seen with anybody else and how does the relationship evolve over time think like the longest i've dated someone is like 3 and a half 4 years so i don't yeah yeah but then the same uh but also she was very young when we got married she was only like 23 or something um so she's grown up over time and uh it evolved in the sense see also it was it was a my 30s was essentially me having met someone uh, me having taken this giant leap into this career and then trying to make that um and kind of find each other and literally i came back from my honeymoon and i went straight to shoot my second film started and they waited only for my wedding to get done so we barely had a courtship uh, we met and we were married 6 months later um and there's only so much i think our families allowed us to really um travel it's not like we could take some holiday together and stuff so it was very uh, meeting for coffee or going for a movie or things like that so we got married and instantly like that's when you know we would have the freedom to do anything we want but that's exactly when i started my career so in that sense uh you know every little chance we got to hang together or spend time together or it meant a lot and i think we made the most of it so it's always been like long distance uh my, my entire marriage i think uh and that that works both ways isn't it takes effort but you also start to like value the little things right even if you're just home and chilling with a movie playing or 
doing nothing would you value that you know i don't get to do it because i'm always living out of a suitcase and i'm in some hotel somewhere uh so i don't know what what would be like if i had some 9 to 5 job and i was always at home maybe you know i would do it insane but i think because i'm always coming and going <laughs> you know they say that every successful relationship contains one normal person and one crazy person is that I, true i'm the crazy in this really yeah i think so because you're such a good boy like so imagine her you know like i mean i said i i still like to go out a lot i love people around and um uh, not like you know the general crowds or anything but like my same friends left to me i would want them around all the time <laughs> you know i always want to go out with them i always want them coming home i want my house to be full of people and uh, she's not that like it's not like she's anti social but like she likes to turn in early uh, there's a thing you know like there's uh, there'll be one person who uh, sleeps at 10 and one person who just stops at 10 and then they get married so <laughs> we're like like that averages out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you could go back and tell that twenty-eight-year-old version of yourself something about relationships or about marriage, what would you tell that twenty-eight-year-old version? It's not just the wedding, right? A lot of people, when they say I I want to get married, I'm looking to settle down, are always thinking of just the wedding. Like it's like it's in the movies, you know, it's wedding, end of movie, happily ever after. And uh, but what marriage is is. definitely companionship uh is definitely you know having that one per- you know there was there was a a line of film have, have you seen shall we dance what's that film it's a good film okay. so she there's susan random says this line where she's like we do you know why we can get married or we have a partner uh is so there is someone with you to witness your every days like every little thing that happens in your day it shouldn't go unnoticed someone should witness it it can be something as silly as what did you eat for lunch uh or i sprained my toe today i stubbed my toe today or something the the most trivial of things that happen to you you're not sharing that every day with your parents or your kids or anything i think whoever is your a partner on this ride called life is the only witness to to your every day we cried in front of your wife yeah how many times like i the big moments right like the big like whenever i i get emotional every time a film exceeds my expectation uh why bro i don't know i think because i put in so much and maybe i had so much self doubt you know if i'll make it as an actor uh or if i'll make it as a there's always some something that you can't attain somebody will say you but you don't have this but you don't have that you don't have some 100 crore film you don't have some 50 crore film something you know uh, it's not like i chase numbers but you uh, you you're talking about a human occurrence dude it's then no, no, it's throughout life no so i'm saying so my point i don't understand why i get emotional but like so and you hear a script and you you see a film in your head a lot of the times filmmakers don't see the same film that's where there's a mismatch like some of the people are like why did you choose this film and i'm like i saw it differently in my head maybe he saw it differently and sometimes it matches and that's a great thing but sometimes it goes beyond that that i find like 
destiny was at play here. I don't know. I'm like, it's it's so overwhelming for me. I'm like, oh my God, I only dreamt this much for this film. I thought it would be this great, but it is that great. Freaking <laughs> God, you know? So okay. those those moments for me on that release day when I see this joy and stuff, like I've broken down. Out of joy, just like a happy something. But you feel like you need to like let it out. Ever out of sadness? You know, it wasn't out of... I mean, sadness, obviously, like if there's if there's some loss in the family or something like that, but not not for anything else. Uh, but usually it's these things, like when I got my first state award, you know, like... I, I, and it's not like some happy tear thing, but it's like I literally like break down, uh, which I think it's good. I mean, I think it's healthy, like it should come out. Uh, but she's witnessed all of that. You're a blessed guy. Yeah, I, I do feel blessed when that happens. A lot of the people who sit in that seat in front of me are very blessed. And there's some people who are just holding that extra 10% of blessings. And I say this very like genuinely, man. I'm not just saying that. Thank you. Like, you can tell a blessed person when you hear them speak and when you hear about their life. And how humble they still are despite the success. Like, you know, you're constantly crediting it to not yourself. Uh, there is still self-doubt, which, you know, sometimes a small amount of but that you is... you need it, no? Like, um, just to push yourself more. Like, I don't know if I if I was supremely confident. I mean, I'm almost a little jealous of people who are so confident. Uh, but I think, I think it's my self-doubt or like uh, fear of not doing justice to a role or a film. That stuff drives me a lot. What I feel respect towards you for is this whole family angle. In just the world of glamour, I don't think the family angle is celebrated as much as you seem to be celebrating it. As in what I've gotten to know about right. you, the guy in you. Like I always knew about the brand DQ, but <laughs> right. I, I'm, when I'm talking to you, I see how much it's in your heart. And that's what I also really aspire to have in life honestly man so when you see an older guy who's had a flourishing career and values like family life and is a good dad good husband uh i think those are goals for a lot of guys who are entering their 30s yeah so <clears throat> thank you brother <laughs> <laughs> you're most welcome brother uh but i mean it, it's interesting because i um like when, when you're speaking to me with that perspective where uh it's almost like brotherly advice i'm giving i never thought i would ever do that so that's great you never thought you'd do what? As in be in a place to give a younger brother advice. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I was always the younger kid. I was an elder sibling. Uh, so I never thought like I would, like I know there are uh, friends of mine or younger friends of mine who who do seek my thoughts or my advice on things or uh, see me as a mentor. And I've never fully understood it. I'm like, I'm only still figuring things out. I'm 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 still learning. Uh, I don't know if I have it in me to mentor anybody. But maybe there is a uh, perspective of me that I'm not seeing. Uh, but it it is it is a nice feeling. So yeah, the, thank the you for that. The perspective is that I feel 80s born mm -hmm. guys especially, mostly only chase career. Right. 90s born guys, mostly only chase career even more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to see an 80s born guy balance out his life because I see a lot of my 80s born brothers with troubled personal lives and all mm. and you know you're a very stable dude and it reflects on your face so and I mean like also through conversation and all that but this is goals dude like I think when I was 22 my goals were to have a stable career that's it 25 it's about money and like yeah. magnanimity 
and now that i'm 30 it's about what you have stable family life i mean with all the uh, money you've earned and it's it's great initially right you you buy all the things you thought you couldn't buy but i feel like beyond a point you're only buying multiples of the same thing right you have one car you have three you have one house you have two you have one watch you have 10 watches so i, I think the, the best way to spend your money is on experiences on travel and and all of that and i think once but as 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 i mean speaking for boys because we're boys and we can understand i think it is important for us to prove this to ourselves that hey i made it hey i i i made this money that i was chasing or whatever and i i bought these things that i wanted to buy and once you get there and you're fine you're done you know and i see this in my dad i see these in um senior actors after a point they're done buying they're like it's okay no no i don't care i know i can so it's fine so i think we're almost at uh, the end of this episode man this has been fun it's been uh, uh, i mean I, you've got me to think and uh, even like kind of look back on on my life a lot which is great yeah i think people watch these pieces with famous humans to read between the lines they're studying your silences they're studying right. where you hesitate with an answer etc that's how you get to actually see the person's character yeah that's what people connect with now the raw form of uh, whoever sitting in that seat man right uh, and how's it been for you i mean it's it's different from anything else i think okay. um it's easy to connect with you uh, like you like i said like you said i mean i i like your vibe i like your energy um and I always thought I was a good listener but you're clearly a very good listener. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I'm a good listener? Because this show started 4 years ago and right before that I had a bad breakup. Right. And one of the reasons she gave me is and you're not even a good listener. <laughs> so I was like really I'm going to turn it into a career. <laughs> so so now she can never say that again. Uh yeah, all I'll say is here we are. Uh man DQ brother thank Sir. you. Thank I really you. appreciate you. Uh I have a strong gut feeling this is not the last time we'll ever have a conversation. Awesome. So, I look forward to it. Yeah, I and, I and I hope it's in uh different intervals where you know like like maybe I'm going into another decade or you're going and we have a little more experience yeah. to discuss. We actually had scheduled you for tomorrow again. No, 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 I'm <laughs> messing around, bro. I'm messing around. Gonna let you grow along your organic path. uh gonna let you accumulate all those experiences keep evolving you're a very evolving oriented human and that's not something i take for granted because uh again it's not easy to live the kind of life you're living mm-hmm. but on the surface it looks like it is pretty easy for you and that says a lot about your character man right. so i appreciate you i'm glad i met you that positive energy rubbed <laughs> off i just wish you all the best brother thank you so much uh, thank you I will leave it to the universe and all the energies <laughs> to make this happen again. Thank you, Ranvi. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you. That was the episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a long-time listener of TRS, tell me what you thought of this particular episode. I love doing really chilled-out conversations like this once in a while. If you're a new listener of the show, make sure you check out our entire library of all our film-oriented podcasts. We'll link them down below. Keep supporting TRS. Ranveer and the team will be back very soon.